Welcome to this episode of Syntax at the Artist Finals 2021. My name is Chef Van Beers. With me here is Sjoerd Moll, who graduated from the Design Arts Technology Department. Welcome, Sjoerd. Thanks. You graduated with your research assignment, Digital Specimens 2016 Ongoing. Can you tell us what your project is about? Uh, my project shows, to say it right, 38, I guess. No, like 80 uh, digital stones. And they are uh, scanned by uh, Quixel. It's a company who makes like assets for films and games. And uh, from their collection, I selected like the most diverse and interesting uh, rocks all over the world. And um, these rocks, I like gave a, I gave them a carrier and I showed them in an uh, installation. Yes. So maybe it's nice for our listeners to kind of describe what your works look, what your work looks like yeah. inside the exhibition. You made an installation uh, which is basically an aluminum frame mm -hmm. and then inside of that frame uh, I think there's like two, yeah, there parts, are two parts actually there are two yeah. main parts the, um, like on the left there are basically two doors which you can slide uh, so you can slide it out of the installation yeah and, and like on the door is and on the door a is really like a display. really big OLED uh, screen which shows a video of one of the assets and the idea was to kind of um like a museum where they have this uh, depot, I don't know if it's the right yeah. word for it, where they kind of store the most precious art pieces or the most, uh, 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 in my case, it's like the yeah. three stones I show it are the, one is very rare, one is the, uh, like the um, location is very strange and one is very, very small, uh, but I blow it up like very big. And the, uh, the right part of my installation consists of two drawers where... Uh, very tiny objects are displayed, so there are 60 objects divided over two drawers that you can like look at and take out. Yes, and uh, these, these objects are small electronic devices yeah, that yeah. you made especially for this project. Yeah, so I designed like uh, together with Jelle Reid um, a PCB which contains a screen and some uh, uh, parts to kind of play or loop a video from the asset. Yeah, so it's like a small screen, so you can yeah. see yeah. the the yeah the stone, the stone the itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think we need to unpack the project bit by bit. Mm -hmm. So that's what you see, what's in the exhibition. Then, yeah, as you said, you chose um, you chose these assets yourself. Maybe we can talk about what what is a digital asset? Like an asset is like mm. quite a yeah, an asset is like a very broad, very broad term. term. And I think for people who work with 3D, it's like, oh, it's an asset. But if you mm -hmm. look at 3D, it's quite a strange yes, exactly. word because an asset is like a 3D object which you can place in, in, your, in your digital scene. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can import this asset and kind of give it a texture, so a color. And you can scale it, rotate it, give it a certain position and fill up your kind of world with uh, assets and my assets are like very uh, photorealistic but some assets are you can for example have an uh, have a cube just a pink cube mm -hmm. and that if you import it could be already an asset right exactly as so like any 3d model yeah is so an asset any digital object which you can kind of import in your world yeah so for this piece you chose 
a bunch of stones from mm -hmm. one specific uh, yeah company that produces these 3D yeah. models. Yeah, Quix was like the, I think the biggest company who made like uh, photorealistic assets. Right. Yeah, I'm on their website right now. Like I see that the stuff they make is being used in the the remake of the Jungle Book. Mm -hmm. Is being used in Black Panther. Is being used in Call of Duty Black Ops. It's being yeah, used yeah. in Justice League, another Hollywood movie. Yeah, The Mandalorian. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, so it's really like... Um, it's all the, like the AAA with the big budget yeah. productions. They all use these assets. But for us, the assets, if you use like uh, Unreal Engines, the game engine, yes, um, they're free. So everyone can use the same assets as these kind of uh, productions use. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so they were available to you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then you chose to display them in this kind of uh, museum-like way, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, more like um, like a uh, like an archive, yeah, like or an a archive depot or like a collection, or, or yeah, exactly. Really see them next to each other instead of because if you use their uh, their library to import, you can scroll through them and like select or regions or kind of the, the color or the shape, um, but you are never able to kind of spin them all together next to each other to see all the all the sides. So that's why I wanted to like place them all in this drawer form. Yeah. yeah. And then I think in your project description, you also make a link to how samples of rocks, plants and organisms uh, were also put on display in museums yeah, from and the it's called Voyage of Discovery mm -hmm. like where for example Darwin went on his in his his trips or his journeys and then brought back uh, very kind of strange or weird or very specific birds in this case um, but also when they kind of uh, went out with their ships in that time to s uh, search for a new like route for uh, their um uh, how's it called? To get their goods. Yeah, um, for like the trading companies. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of and, and then they bumped into an island which was never discovered before, and they just took a rock from the from there, took it with them, and then over time they collected like every kind of species on the world. And um, what Quicks was doing, and they like documented kind of in the same way, is that they scout like three D artists, and they. They're really, uh, yeah, 3D nerds because mm. they really know how to translate an object to the digital realm. Um, and then they just send them out with the super good equipment and their outdoor gear. And they wander over the world to kind of capture the most precious stones or plants or textures. Right. Do they actually do that on site or do they take them to some no, studio? No, they do it on site. Like wow. maybe they take like small... Stones or mm -hmm. plants studio, but they also have like giant cliffs of and course, yeah. like boulders and rocks that are so big that they only can capture it there. So them, yeah. uh, they really work on site. Yeah, and then so also of course they leave them there in their actual yeah. environments. Yeah, like yeah. they don't take them home. It's like a lit, like a little less, uh, yeah, intrusive or. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's quite fascinating because, of course, when you bring an like a stone from the 19th century in, in the mm -hmm. museum, it kind of frees in a moment. Um, so there's no erosion anymore and you get like 
there but if you capture like a really big rock uh on place then you freeze that moment but then git digitally so that mm -hmm. moment is stored on the server we can see it we can download it but the rock is still there yeah, like so and it might like, also erode yeah if you go there in like 50 years the rock is completely different but it should be on the same location if like no one takes the effort to move a giant rock <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah maybe we should talk about how you made the or no, maybe first why you made um you made a project like this i think we've gotten a bit to like what's interesting about these stones mm. um like what was the point when you said okay i wanna just display a bunch of rocks and then that's going to be the project yeah i think it's um a good question um there is something very kind of interesting or strange in the fact that everything is getting copied from our world to a digital world like we have kind of an urge to make our world exactly as it is, but then digitally. Yeah, like especially now with like people talking about what they call the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. And like um, more and more everyday objects we use have digital information, sort of have yeah. these digital twins, I think as people call them. You know, Apple just put out the air tags with which you can like track uh, the location mm. of basically any object in Anything, real time yeah. so like more yeah. and more objects are being digitized so to speak yeah. right yeah yeah and at, i think at one point um they were i think it was mandalorian where they made like a, a setup where they didn't had to kind of build a studio anymore because they could build like the entire world in in their like led screens on the back and you cannot you're not able to notice like if it's like a real world or like a digital world anymore. And it's so fascinating that these two now kind of collapse or like uh, flow in each other. Right, yeah, on yeah. like, on like, yeah, like if you take a picture of a screen or of the real world, you may not be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the resolution of the camera is lower than the resolution of these yeah, digital just, assets. Like, yeah. yeah, and I, I for this project, I built kind of I looked at a, a real photo studio and how the lights were placed in like a real photo studio, how they kind of capture cars because they, the lighting of uh, automotive studio is very precise. And I just rebuilt that kind of setup digitally and then put the asset there. And if you then render one or, or render one out one frame or one picture, the, the details are so high that like my father was like, yeah, but where did you photograph these rocks? But yeah, they're yeah, like exactly. nothing of this this object is this is not a photograph anymore. no nothing is it's all like data yeah yeah yeah, yeah like it's, yeah that's yeah of course like the difference between a render and a photograph is something very different but yeah there's no relation anymore between kind of the the object in front of the lens and uh the image itself like mm -hmm. if you capture one stone on location you can just place it everywhere and because it's so high high resolution and so realistic the kind of the the whole relation between that object and what we kind of see around that object disappears yeah it's also maybe like just a really funny uh workflow that there's a bunch of people doing all these uh, all mm. these efforts to make a 3d scan of a rock yeah and then you make all this effort to uh render it as photorealistic as possible um so that it looks as if it's a photograph mm -hmm. and then in the end, like you also should have 
just gone there and take a picture of the yeah. rock. And yeah. this is like the other way around, but it actually yeah, is easier it's, because it's you have access you, to all yeah. these rocks if you via this database. If you captured one, yeah. you can like use it like forever. Mm. You can just, and that's why I now, because these small screens consist of one SD card. So every rock uh, is like unique on one SD card. But the the rocks on their server, you can just copy, copy, copy them like mm -hmm. uh, endless amount of times. And then everyone on his PC has that one rock. That that one rock is still yeah, like what they do with it. Yeah. 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 yeah what is the difference between what's on the SD card and what's on their website exactly? Is it? Uh, it it's like the same copy of the. It's exactly the same copy. So if mm. you if I gave you for example one SD card and you put it in your computer, you import the like the the 3D file, you get like this exact. Uh, rock if you download it from their mm. their server okay. and is it also the 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 small looping films that you made with it or are those just on display in the objects no they're on the on the sd card as well ah okay so cool. it consists of like kind of two parts the actual asset exactly with yeah. all the information of where it's captured there the physical size mm -hmm. is on there as well um where, where, where it came from uh the country the region uh kind of all the the color information from the from the asset and the video. Nice, yeah. And that's like that's all like from the uh, from the side of uh, Quixel as well. Right? Yeah, from there it's called Quixel Bridge, uh, but that's their mm -hmm. their library. Did you did you did you ever reach out to them? Yeah, I'm now in contact with them for the exact uh, geolocation of the assets because I asked like uh, you can see where where it is and then. It's either Sweden or Europe or Thailand, America. Um, but since they captured this rock somewhere very specific, they should know the exact place. It should uh, be registered somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I ask, like, if not, please let me know. We just uh, I will hop in the plane with you and uh, <laughs> and uh, do that because yeah, if that's known as well, then we kind of can close the circle to go back to them mm. after like a, yeah. a few years. Did they respond to you? Yeah, yeah they're now, uh, they said, because it was not like one or two. So I asked for about, I think I asked 100 or 150, something like that. And he, he responded like, yeah, okay, that will take a little bit more time, but uh, I will dig it out for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you tell them about your project as yeah, well? Yeah, I showed like um, a, a pre-render because it wasn't wasn't built yet. Yeah, like a sketch of yeah, yeah. I your showed some sketches and uh, uh, the concept, and like I, I want to make good photos and uh, send like hey, your archive somewhere else in a physical form. Yeah, uh, but they didn't like respond to that yet, or yeah, they say like they said like a really cool project, mm. and uh, we want to help you to uh, kind of get more information about it. Oh, that's nice. They're enthusiastic about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Nice. Mm. I think one thing I also want to talk about with you is maybe that like the the way you build the installation, mm. I think you work very precise and well, not really in terms of like the actual size of the project, but the scale of the project is really big. Mm. Like there are a lot of yeah factors in play. There's a, a lot of things that you made for this and everything is very precise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for um, 
like scale in terms of amounts of displays you want to show if you show like five uh while the collection is a few thousand it's not really how you say relates to the amount mm-hmm. of what a collection exists so i think it's get better or you can see like more variations when you kind of make it like the amount of rocks you show more um but then of course if you want to display 60 of these objects and multiple like big screens then mm-hmm. you need like a structure not only to kind of uh hang them but although so yeah it needs to stay uh, yeah, yeah but but the, but that's actually the, the the funny thing that you say if i want to put um 60 stones on 60 big screens it's there's going to be you know there's this it will be a hassle or something but like there might be i think a bunch of other people who would say okay i'm going to put 60 stones on one big screen or i'm just yeah yeah but for me it was like <laughs> this uh the idea that one one digital stone has like is unique carrier very important because mm-hmm. i can switch i can switch them like uh, uh from one to another um but then when i show like 10 stones on one object that one object uh contains 10 stones but now every stone has this like it's like when you uh display you know the um, like the digital photo frame uh, yeah 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 like where you like slide through uh, like 100 photos mm-hmm. it's very different when when you have like 10 pictures of your friends hanging on the wall mm-hmm. no absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. i think if you kind of constantly swap between uh assets which are you want to show as a unique thing yeah. then the thing be- doesn't become unique anymore. Yeah, but then still you decide to put them on uh, custom uh, devices, you know, yeah. made with a custom PCB with a small LED screen and an SD card slot that people can use and it can be charged with a micro USB cable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I think there would be, you know, other students, other people who might have said, okay, I'll just put like uh, one on... Uh, an SD card each, and I'll just uh, print uh, a card with it that says which stone it is, and that's a project. And you decide to like go the whole way and mm. build all these devices that go in a bigger installation yeah. that is like custom made of uh, aluminum frames, and and I think you, of course, you you cannot do this like just for the first time. I think mm. uh, during your four years uh, here at Artes, you have been working on like bigger scale um, yeah, yeah, yeah. with a lot of custom electronics or yeah. custom setups before, right? Yeah, I, I always try to kind of push it a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit more. But then now I had like a year to work on a project. And if you keep pushing things for a year long, at one point you're like, <laughs> I make like the sketch uh, digitally. Okay, this I'm going to make. But then uh, in the end, yeah, it's quite a lot uh, mm-hmm. to see it, see that, that that comes all together. Yeah, I just pushed it. Maybe too hard. <laughs> you I just pushed I, I, it. I just pushed it. Yeah, and like the um, yeah, the, the scale of the frame as well for me, it was important to think about how can I make these screens like the big screens like more interactive or like less. Um, you see now in exhibitions quite a lot of like screens mm-hmm. um, with video works, but they're all kind of mostly just hanging around. 
Yeah, um, right. Yeah. And yeah, I really want, wanted to like think, okay, how can I use this screen to display this stone, but more in that it actually makes sense to use a big screen. So if you, I want to like show an archive with, I couldn't put them all next to each other because of space. Mm -hmm. And then if I put them uh, more close and I could take them out, then yeah. um, uh, like I have two, uh, two, uh, what do you say? Uh, two flies in one club. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I two say birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then of course the, the scales get and the, the size of the frame gets like bigger. Mm -hmm. What were um, what were things that were new for you with this project? Um, like besides building sliding doors with LED screens in them. Yeah, like the um, I never worked with the the aluminium extrusion mm. material, so it was kind of new. Um, and the uh, the custom PCBs, uh, which are made by Yella. Um, I knew you could kind of, of course, design a PCB, mm -hmm. uh, but like to kind of see okay, which components do we need, and how can we kind of place the components on the on the PCB, and is it space for some text, and how you kind of kind of translate the. Uh, your concept that it has a label and actually an icon of the rock uh, on it. So that was kind of new to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also working with Yella on the PCBs. And I think what uh, we have done is that we made some, like some small demo PCBs yeah. first, like or yeah. some Yeah, we did like small into, tests. into batch. So one was like a bigger... Uh, version with like a lot of holes in it to kind of solder the wires like if we had to tweak something um, and then if it works we could like compress the whole thing to the size it has now so it's kind of quite a small thing um, and I really like the, the custom PCB because uh, the last like four years or like three years when we work with electronics you have like an existing like object or a microcontroller or a screen which you exactly. kind of put together but it always look kind of DIY because you need kind of the jumping wires and the, like the mostly look like a YouTube project because <laughs> it's, it's like a demo that you kind of combine yes. a few things and now when you yeah, or you end up like putting it behind a sheet yeah, of yeah, yeah, plastic yeah. And now you can yeah. just show the actual thing because it doesn't look anymore like a uh, just put together from a tutorial uh, object. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like now it has like the the actual electronics that yeah. the project runs on, but that also is the project. Yeah. Uh, yeah, carries your name and your design mm. and yeah, it's, all that you stuff. can just show the actual thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't need to like hide the the kind of back end yeah. of your project, yeah. kind of the, the back end also is the front end in yeah. some sense, right? Yeah. And in like in my aesthetic with the, 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 the black frame, uh, because it looks quite clean, mm -hmm. uh, I could have like not designed like custom PCBs, but then I had to hide like the wires because it doesn't fit in the overall aesthetic. But with the PCB, just uh, makes it finished, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, do you have any uh, plans on how you want to... Do you, do you want to continue with the project or is this now a finished piece? I guess it's no, pretty... No, it's like uh, definitely ongoing. Mm. Um, 
because now I focused on rocks because um yeah i it's like a vacation thing from uh, my youth that I just bring something back from vacation, and most mm-hmm. of the time that's a rock, yeah kind of a strange shape of the makes sense like yeah, yeah that is something that everyone kind of does right of yeah maybe like a, a or shell from the beach or yeah, something or a shell yeah. from the beach um but uh, the whole collection of like photorealistic objects that are now digital uh it's like growing every day so i want to like look at more into plants because a plant is kind of way more captured in the moment yeah but if you take a plant with you probably dies yeah like a plant changes way faster than a rock yeah yeah and then it's like really uh uh, one moment captured their what's called their library is so big that yeah it's kind of an endless uh, endless amount of assets and i try to i did some tests to kind of capture objects myself it's it's actually really really hard to like make a very good asset yeah Um, i think you really need very expensive professional equipment for that yeah or, or you need like a very good camera and if you have like a, a like a regular like a, mm-hmm. a normal camera you could do it but then the, um, the cleaning of the, the 3d model takes a lot of time yeah it's basically it's almost like sculpting but digitally yeah, right? yeah you're you just really like taking away parts and, and merging parts together to make it like a, a perfect object okay so what would then like a next iteration or a next like just yeah. like another kind of asset i think i really want to add like the, the location oh, to of course, it yeah. yeah because that's for me it makes a lot of sense to visit that place because there are a few rocks that i work with uh, most of the times to test my videos and i kind of know every bump and uh, uh there's one one rock from uh, north america and it has like i think in the top right view it has like a very beautiful uh, uh crack mm-hmm. in it and then the texture kind of disappears and there's some uh, moss and erosion it's just re- very beautiful and for me i just want to visit that thing because i saw it so many times now <laughs> that i just have to like okay i have to i have to go there yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of like it really has an aura that draws yeah, you to yeah. it <laughs> and it, it really makes me feel like uh yeah, like the the wanderer who want to go outside and like visit this great nature. But I is it is it like a big rock or? Yeah, I think it's like two meters high and then. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, so it's definitely still in place there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Nice. Mm, do you have any other plans? Uh, any other plans besides visiting the big rock and continuing on the projects? Do you want to do after graduation? I have to see because I kind of want to work on this project uh, and see if I can extend it. And then yeah, I'm not sure yet. I just want to don't want to go uh, for a default uh, job, but that's kind of uh, what everyone wants, I guess. Um, <laughs> like so a, yeah, like a default job, like a side job, like yeah, yeah, and no, I'm not sure yet. No. no, but like uh, you, you want to keep making your own projects. Yeah, because least, it's, it gives me so much uh, uh, voldoening, um, mm, gratification. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that I don't want to quit. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to quit like yeah, doing yeah, these yeah. things. Do you think you'll be able to like 
finished projects once you don't have any deadlines from the academy anymore? Ah, uh, yeah, that's really hard because this project <laughs> I I didn't finish it actually. So mm-hmm. um, no, but also because you mentioned that like now you had an entire year, so it was going to be super big. Like, what's going to happen now that you have the rest of your life, basically? <laughs> Yeah, then of course you always have budget. So that's uh, <laughs> budget's like that's never a li- ends. <laughs> there's at least one limitation. <laughs> there's one limitation, budget. But um yeah, I'm I'm like I'm always making things quite big, not only like in scale but also the amount of work I wanna put into. Yeah. So I can spend like a few weeks on uh, uh searching out where every asset is and for example if I have to map them uh, all over the world that I can uh, like navigate to or whatever and it takes like a few weeks it's mm. fine by me so yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah like yeah so you need yeah I think yeah you generally make projects that take time and that are mm. big in every sense of the word well we talked about future projects mm. and I know like we're going to share a studio space probably yeah with like another fix some walls <laughs> yeah like with another uh, group of people who did uh were from the dat department mm. so i guess you kind of have like some sort of life plan when you say i want to do projects and i want to you know you're going to rent a space uh with us yeah yeah i really want to kind of investigate more this copy of the like the, the our world to the digital realm there's a thing that that uh, the goal of this uh, whole computer graphics thing mm-hmm. is like achieve photorealism. We already got it now, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 really wondering like what are we going to do next with it? Yeah, do you have like an answer to that or no? Although uh, because it was part of my thesis, um, this this thought that kind of we because it all contains of data and we now kind of capture or we work with these data in the most like uh, photorealistic way so we interpret everything as we should see it ourselves but the data that for example is captured by quixel from these these rocks could be like showed in so many different ways Mm. um so yeah i want to kind of maybe just think and write uh, about this idea to how we can see everything in a different way if we now can uh, like copy the world yeah. digitally yeah yeah so i guess the the field of these 3d models and of um uh image making or uh yeah like digital image making or digital world building mm-hmm see it really more as a uh, direction you would like want to move in or explore with your practice yeah yeah I think like so. because if i look at your portfolio website like i can definitely see like the the project you did for schiphol yeah the airport where you made uh, a film of uh clouds in the sky which mm-hmm. i think is also digitally rendered yeah they're, they're like purely digitally yeah and i have some projects where you made a digital uh 3d scanned version of yourself yeah and so it's definitely like a uh yeah i I think the past two years i kind of searched for this 
perfect copy. Like mm. I think it started with myself and then last year I did this project for Schiphol where I I just thought okay these because it's based on the uh, clouds from the 19th century painters. Mm-hmm. Um and they're so specific that you or have to be very lucky to capture them in a good way or you can paint them. And mm. I was like the the scale of the 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 screen where it's showed now is so big that I have like I had a size and a resolution. So I thought, okay, maybe I can just make them digitally because then it it fits perfectly. Um, right. But then actually the the making clouds digitally so perfect was so hard that um, I thought like I'm never doing it again. Did you like sculpt them yourself or did you yeah. get some assets? Yeah, I, I got some assets. And then I kind of combine them and merge them mm. because every they consist of a lot of particles, and then the light bounces into one particle, and then kind of yeah ray trace the the world around. Um, so it's not like an image of a cloud, and then put together. So it's really it's have really like the depth yeah. and the behavior of a real cloud. Yeah, it's actually funny because I think um, I'm not sure if it's in your project description or in this like small interview video that's uh made for every dit project i think you actually mentioned that like uh 3d artists are making these assets for yeah. uh, quixel but, but like the funny thing is i can't really think of a lot of like artists who are like taking this exact topic in a, like somewhat critical mm. sense like i mean there's of course tons of artists with critical ability who are using all these assets and mm, there's been like uh, more critical projects about 3D printing or 3D models in general but like the the angle of like photorealism and I do think that that's yeah a really nice direction to kind of dis- uh, discover and explore with yeah. uh, with an artistic practice yeah, yeah I really like to kind of just see and work with the things that's already there. So you have like people who work with Unreal Engine or like game building that are really into kind of the the game mechanics or the code or the, um, uh, the whole development of it. Um, but the only thing kind of I did in the project with the, 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 the game engine is I just drag and drop the asset mm-hmm. and build like a lightning studio with if you kind of spend like a few days or a few weeks on following YouTube tutorials, you could build a light setup as well. It's not really that difficult. Um, but then for me, it's really interesting to see all these things next to each other and kind of see the, the collection we already have and then the behavior of the 3D artist and what they're actually doing. Like, it's kind of really weird. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. And uh, yeah, good luck with the last bit of the exhibition. One day to go. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Thanks. <laughs>